Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first show. My name is Frank Mankin. I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful co-host, who's currently behind the camera, Joe Murray. Are you going to come join me? He's just checking. I don't actually know if that mic is probably plugged in. It's probably fine. We'll just, yeah, I'm Frank Mankin. Welcome to the Froze Show. This is episode 86. What's up? How are we doing? Ooh, I'm here. Look at that camera. Look at that yeah. camera. Look at that camera. Wow. Every camera. This is our whole production, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Ooh. How are we doing? We hope you have had a great week. Uh, it yes. is bloody hot. It is over hot. Here. And I am currently really regretting the fact that we have a leather couch now. Yeah. This, Start, starting to stick to it a little bit. This was a poor choice. <laughs> um, so if we're just going to get progressively sweatier over the next couple of months, I yeah, think. Yeah, yum. Uh, because mm. I've just realised that uh, when we did the show in our prior location, that room was air-conditioned. Yes. Uh, which I, I've totally forgotten. So really? You forgot that? I forgot that. Oh, I remember that quite clearly this morning when I walked outside. Yeah. Um, um, so that's that's fun. Um, so we're just gonna just gonna sweat in here. We've got a, we've got one little fan, little pedestal fan, <laughs> little pedestal fan that's blowing back and forth. So it's still spring. It's not even summer. I know. Yeah, it that's sucks. stupid. What's it actually today? It must be like thirty already, uh, at least. It is current. Yeah, it's thirty currently. Yeah, that's absurd. It's oh. if if we have to record an episode in forty degree heat. I think it's gonna happen. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I'm just gonna cry. That's not. That's not worth it at that point. It's, or it's time for an aircon. I think in here. Yeah. Maybe we just get one of those like s- uh, the standing aircons, the like room aircon. This room's too big though. Yeah. So I don't know how we could possibly. You'd really have to insulate it, but we can't. It's uh, yeah, a lot of money. That is a lot of money. <sighs> there's got to be. There's got to be a solution, right? Or you can take the sun off the roof. Like put a shade over or something? Yeah, that would work. But I think the issue is that it's a big metal box. Yeah. So it's just hot all the time. I mean, oh well. look, look, it's fine. If it, if it gets unbearable, we can just film back in the prior location for summer. I think we will. I think that'll, be the, that'll be the move. Yeah. Um, because we can move this stuff back. Well, this stuff the is... plants. Yeah, we can take the plants... Yeah. Might have to have a new set again. <laughs> It'll just be another new set. We'll have we'll just we'll do seasonal sets. Yeah, okay. We'll have a winter set and we'll have a summer <laughs> summer set. Summer set damn. Summer set. Ah, hey! ah. That was good. That was funny actually. That, I stand by that. that wasn't very I funny. can see on the camera how sweaty my leg is already. I can, like look at the the gloss. It's like oh, gloss. Yeah. I look like the rock in any movie that the rock is in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um I do have something to talk about today. I've just realized. Yes. Um, I saw June this week. Ah, yeah. Uh, the big new movie. Now, I will say, mm-hmm. um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this very carefully so as to skirt around um, the issue. Um, the movie <laughs> is not out in Australia yet. Right. Uh, it will be out in December in Australia. So, Frog, how did um, you watch it? But I didn't want to have it spoiled for me. Um but how did you watch so, it? So, well, you know, it's available on HBO Max in the US. So but we're not in the US. So right? I just, yeah, I just, I, man- I found a way to watch it through the HBO Max version, uh, which was good. So I, I watched that. Could you do that by like changing your VPN or something? Yeah, let's say that. Uh, <laughs> but point being, um, I saw June on a very good home theater setup. 
mm-hmm. um, with great sound and great visuals. Um, and I will also say I'm absolutely going to go watch it in IMAX when it comes out in yeah. Australia uh, because how could I not? Yeah, right. Um, but with all of that out of the way, mm-hmm. all of that allegedness of um, and, and just sidestepping. All the housekeeping. All the housekeeping. <laughs> um, it's, it's fantastic. Okay. It's a very, very good movie. Um, right. And I was fully prepared to go into it with just like, you know, it is, it's, it's like the blueprint for June. I don't know how much you know about June. Not really. Okay, so June was written, I think, 65, maybe, 1965. Um, and so mm. it's kind of the blueprint for all modern sci-fi. Um, oh. So a lot of the elements of Star Wars are based off June. Uh, oh. A lot of Star Trek is based off June. Really, any sci-fi from the 70s onwards mm. has some element of something from June. Like that whole wow. idea of a super rich, fleshed out universe with like, you know, um, where, where a lot of it's based around the politics of the universe. That sort of thing. That was all from June. Oh. Um, so really, really fascinating that, that, that is, is like all from there. Um, but they've tried to do several adaptations of June, all of which have fallen short. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one movie the the original book is like 600 pages. Like the first yeah. June book. There's six books. The first book is 600 pages. Oh my pages. goodness. Yeah. Um, well. It's like, essentially, it's like the Game of Thrones of sci-fi. It's right. probably the best way to think about it. Yeah. Um, so they've tried to adapt it multiple times. Um, there was a, mu- a movie in the 80s by, um, oh my goodness. Um, oh, it's, he's a very big director and now I look like an idiot. Uh-oh. Um, Anyway, I'm going to look it up while I talk. Um, <laughs> I think it's... it's Anyway. Um, <laughs> so that that was the original movie. 1984, it came out by David Lynch. There we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> by David Lynch. Um, and so that was... Kind of became a cult classic over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just... It goes through the whole first book in like two and a bit hours. So the whole movie goes insanely Whoa. fast. Yeah. Just like there's no... It just yeah, it just zooms that movie. Yeah. Um, and then there's a mini series, from what I understand, is very bad. Um, <laughs> and then this is the most recent adaptation. So the it, this is the one with Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, a bunch of other people, mm-hmm. um, Oscar Isaac, and um, it's directed by De- Dennis Dennis Villeneuve, 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 French guy, very good actor. Yeah. No, not French. Um, Canadian. He's Quebec. Right. Quebecian. Quebecian. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he's done a bunch of films. Um, probably most noteworthy, um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is yes. his movie. Um, Arrival is his movie, mm-hmm. um, and then I think it's called Enemy. It's a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know. I don't. Okay, um, but he does a lot of like really beautiful cinematography, um, and like just kind of this a whole art house feel to all of his movies. Huh. Um, so that's why Blade Runner didn't make a lot of money because it was essentially a three hour long art house movie um, which if you've watched the original Blade Runner that's basically the same thing so yeah. it makes sense but yeah. anyway that's a whole different topic um, so when he was put on to, to direct the new version of June everyone was kind of like oh this is going to like either be really really good and he's going to really capture the vision of June mm. or it's just going to be like three hours of pretty landscapes and that's it and no substance. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, I've kind of been not on the hype train at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just kind of like, yeah, like that'll come out and I'll see it when it comes out. But um, I also like am aware of how 
important it is as a milestone that this is being remade. Yeah. And I watched a couple of the trailers and it looked really interesting. Um, and so I was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, like I'll watch it, but I'm not like going to be particularly invested in it. Um, so I watched it. Yes. The movie is, I think, just under three hours long. Wow, that's a long movie. Mm. Didn't feel it. Oh. It went so fast. That's good. It went absurdly fast. Right. Like it finished and I was like, oh, we're finished. We're done. Okay. Um, so <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, so <laughs> this is, uh, it's a part one, part two situation. So um, based on the the uh, success of this film, mm. they're going to green light June part two, which mm. they did yesterday. They green lit it, which is great. Oh, wow. Um, June is currently the number one opening weekend for Warner Brothers of all time. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Just That's absurd. Um, so yeah, it's it's very, very good. Um, mm. Now the first movie, it ends very abruptly. It's just kind of like finishes mm. because it splits, it split the first book in two. So it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a crazy weird ending. It like makes sense in the context, but you do kind of feel it when it finishes. Right. You're kind of just like, oh. That's we're done. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Credits, I guess. Um, <laughs> sick. Um, so I imagine that when part two is finished, um, there's going to be a, a full length cut where they just cut the two films together. Um, oh, you reckon? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Because um, it's not like a. It's not like a, it's literally just going to continue directly from where that left off. So. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. But um, yeah, couple highlights. Mm-hmm. Couple highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, the music yep. is. Incredible, okay, just absolutely fantastic. It's Hans Zimmer, so yes, okay, uh, it's, it's, it can't not be. It can't not be yeah. bad. Um, so yeah, that, the music is fantastic. Um, the sound design mm. is insane, <laughs> like actually insane. I was listen, I was watching it, and I was listening to it, and the, there's so one of the big kind of things in the film is um, that they can't walk across these expand. Well, they can, but. They could have to do it specially. Anyway, mm. long story short, they can't walk across long expanses of desert because there's these massive sandworms yeah. in, the, in the desert. Yeah. Um, and the sound for the sandworms coming through the sand mm. is so terrifying. Whoa, okay. Because the whole movie, you don't see them until like, you don't see what they look like right until right at the end. Oh. You just kind of like see their mouths. Yeah. Um, and so the whole movie, you're kind of like filling it in in your head. But you can tell that these things are massive. Yeah, like right. so absurdly big. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, yeah, so it's just stuff like that. And then all of these like, there's all this obviously all the sci-fi ships and mm. things like that. They all sound incredible. Yeah. Um, one of the main like methods of transportation is essentially like a ship that's kind of like a dragonfly. So it's like a it's got the body and then the wing. It's got like four wings. So it's like. Yeah. The sound that those things make us is so cool. <laughs> Every time it takes off, I was like, Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and so one of the one of the big plot points of Dune is that the main character, Paul, who's played by Timothy Chalamet, um, has uh, like the ability to see the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but his ability to see the future isn't honed quite right. So he sees versions of the future that may not be entirely correct. Right. Um, and the way that they do the like flashbacks and the, the flash forwards and things like that, a lot of it is very like 
open for interpretation, which is really, really oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, and that's like Denis Villeneuve's kind of style of filmmaking. Um, and there's one scene where there's like this organization. I'm trying not to say too much about it, but yeah. there's like this organization who's kind of like pulling the strings on everything. And this is shown like right at the start of the movie. Yeah. Um, but there's a part where Paul has to um, prove himself to them, sort of. Um, and so he has to put his hand in a box and the box uh, inflicts some form of pain on him. Mm. And it's to see whether he can overcome his animal instincts and just like take the pain. Yeah. Or it's whether easy. he'll take his hand out of the box. If he takes his hand out of the box, he dies immediately. Whoa. Yeah. So it's a very high stake scene. Yeah. But the whole scene is played down really heavily. So it doesn't feel super high stakes. But mm. then like one thing will happen. And like it doesn't feel tense, but then suddenly there's like a, a poison tip needle at his neck. Whoa. And like the whole scene just like pulls in on itself. And it's like just things like Jeez. that is so cool. And then within that scene, he puts his hand in the box and um, there's like in, in the book, apparently from what I understand, it's like supposed to be like the, the feeling that you get from putting your hand in the box is like your hand is burning off. Well, um, okay. like your hand is just on fire mm. and um, and so that scene happens and then um, to portray that it's not like oh it burns it burns he's not talking because the whole thing is that he doesn't like yeah he doesn't he, he overcomes his animalistic instincts yeah um, and also in the book obviously you can hear his thoughts like he's stinking yeah. But you can't portray that in the movie without it being like cheesy. Yeah. So what Dennis Villeneuve's done is he's doing it by interpretation. So oh. like he'll put his hand in the box and then you'll get like just a, a two frames of fire. Yeah. And it'll come back. And then there'll be like a frame of fire and then there's like this one shot that's on screen for maybe two or three frames. And it's like a hand in the desert and the whole hand, it looks like wood. It looks like burnt wood. But you can oh. tell that it's a hand. Like just things like that, where it's like you you haven't your brain has enough time to register that information, yeah, but not enough time to scrutinize it. Huh. So you're like watching this scene and you go, "Oh, his hand burns. Why do I know that his hand burns?" Yeah, like things like that, where it's just like That's it's crazy. very well put together. Yeah, um, and all the special effects are incredible. Yeah, um, there were like one or two shots where I was like, ooh, that looks a bit janky. Like, oh, yeah. That kind of looks like it was put together like right before like they closed, like they stopped production. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, the movie is beautiful. That's and cool. it's shot really well. The set design, the costumes, dude, the costumes <laughs> are so cool. Yeah. They are so cool. Some of the best costuming I've seen in a movie in a very long time. Wow. And for a movie set on a desert, the color palette is so interesting. Yeah. It's like not just brown. There's no, what about green? Are there any greens? No, no, there's no greens, but yeah. there's lots of blues. There's lots of orange, like really nice oranges and teals, oh. things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's all it's all within that desert color palette, but it's not just like we're in a desert, so everything has to be dark. Yeah, like it's it's really well done. Yeah. Um, my only thing that I had was I got I got maybe thirty minutes in the first hour of the movie. I'll say it like this: the first hour of the movie is essentially all exposition. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally just like these are the characters and these are the houses and this is the world and this is like the expectations of that world and what it sets up and that sort of thing. So Yeah, you kind of have to do that if you're doing a part two though, hey. Yes, and yeah. you have to do that for a world like this that's so absurdly dense. Yeah. You have to explain those things. Um, so I understood why it was happening, but I remember I was, I was watching with my dad and I got like 15 minutes in. And I looked over to him and I went, oh my God, so many words. <laughs> there are so many new words being said. It's like Harkness and Atreides and blah, blah, blah. And then you got yeah, the, okay. the, the, uh, the spice and then you got this and you got that. And you're like, ah! <laughs> like, <laughs> so much so information. much information. Whereas I feel like a lot of older sci-fi, like new old sci-fi, like I'm thinking Star Wars and that sort of thing. Yeah. They kind of, they have like two or three main concepts that they bring in. Yeah. Whereas June is just like, here's a whole world. Yeah. Um, and you're just coming in on a random part of the story. Like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't set it up. You, there's no there's no character within the film that doesn't know what's going on. You know how movies do that where they like will have a new character and then they'll have to explain the stuff to the new character, but it's actually like explain it to explaining the to the audience. Yeah. There's nothing like that. Right. Like from the second the movie starts, it's just like they're just talking about the other houses and like about the things that have happened and are, are happening. Hmm. Um, and so you're kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, all right. So I think that kind of like connects there and that's kind of there, which is interesting because it keeps you really engaged, mm. but I can see that that would potentially be a big turnoff for a lot of people. Right. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And I'm so glad that part two has been greenlit. Yeah. So that'll come out October, 2023. So, Oh, it's so far away. That'll still be a while, yeah. unfortunately. But very exciting nonetheless. Yes. So it'll be very cool. I'm excited to see it now. Yeah. And to hear the sound design. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's really good. We'll go watch it in IMAX when it comes out here. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I want to see that on a massive screen. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> like just as big as possible. <laughs> Projected on a building for all I care. Like I'm, oh. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I want. I just want like my whole vision, just that. All your peripherals and everything. Yeah. You gotta sit in the front row at the theatre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I could just watch it in VR. Yeah. That actually be sick. Could you do that? I could do that. Yeah. Not it. like not like. Looking, not so you can. But I could around. like set up a a, a theatre and watch it in a theatre like a big. Big. Theater. Has anyone made a mo- VR movie? Uh yeah, there's a bunch. Not like not like full production movies though. No. No, there's just not really a market for it. You wouldn't pour like ten million dollars into a movie that only like a couple hundred thousand people could see. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But v- everyone will have VR soon. You know? Yeah, eventually, but like that's still probably fifteen, twenty years away. Yeah. Really the thing that we need to get VR over the edge is a, a new competitor that's willing to go against Facebook. What do you mean? Because Facebook owns Oculus. Ah. Um, and they keep running their stuff into the ground because they keep trying to integrate it with Facebook, which no one wants to do. Yeah. No one wants to attach their Facebook account to their media account. Why would yeah. you like? Yeah. Why would you do that? Um, so, and also because face, Facebook has a lot of poor reputation with like data management and things like that. Hmm. And then you get like the new Oculus Oculus devices have eye tracking, so like yeah. Right. Yeah, like it's just like 
not great. Yeah. Imagine like you're f- watching something and then Facebook is tracking your eye data and then selling that off to advertisers so that they know where mm. best to place ads. Like just things like that where you're like, oh, okay. Like I can see how that would go downhill very quickly. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think there's a lot of potential in VR. I just think it's still quite far away, unfortunately. Mm. It's kind of sad. Yeah, which sucks. I really like VR. Mm. But no one is doing anything in the space. No. Like there's there's one good full VR game and that's Half-Life Alex, mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> even like the business capabilities of VR aren't even remotely there yet. Yeah. I suppose they just no one's making money off it, hey. No. Yeah. So someone just has to go all in and just push it real like, hard. Like like what Apple and Microsoft did with computers. Yeah. Like, like that's the way that it's going to improve is if Oculus gets a direct competitor yeah. and they're just fighting each other. Yeah. Same thing, like PlayStation, PlayStation and Microsoft. For, with like, yeah, PlayStation, PlayStation Xbox, mm. Microsoft, Apple, yeah. um, Netflix and like the DVD market. Yeah. Like you, you need a direct competitor for something like that if you're going to improve. Hmm. But no one wants to compete with. No one wants to compete with Oculus. With Facebook. Why would you want to compete with Facebook? You'd lose. Yeah, every time. Yeah. Which sucks. Unless you were Spotify and just made something crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're some other unrelated conglomerate. Yeah. Just like Apple or Microsoft. Yeah. If Apple or Microsoft made a VR headset, which I'm sure... Like Windows does... Like they have a Windows headset, Microsoft headset, which is not very good. Mm. Um, but if Apple or something made a VR headset and it was self-contained like like just just like a, an iPad or like a MacBook situation where you could just open it and like it just the, work they made a button like that yeah the Quest yeah but the problem is that they they still require a lot of setup yeah. um so it's not it's not as plug and play as you'd hope yeah. which is what you really want for a device like that that's that complicated that you just put it on and it works cuz that's the problem mm. i have with my Rift S which oh, as as well minor rant they yeah. stopped supporting like six months after it came out. So I just got totally stomped on for buying their product. Yeah. And then uh, like they were like, oh, sorry, you should have got a Quest. It's like, what? how could I possibly have known that? Yeah. 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 I think okay. I will probably get that. They're going to release a new Quest soon and I'll probably get that because I've seen like leaked footage of that and it looks very good. Mm. Um, and that has a lot more like business and art capabilities as well. That's good. So that could be interesting, but yeah, business capabilities. Yeah, so like, man, that's a whole like yeah world. Well, because the advantage of virtual reality is that you don't need monitor space. Yeah. So you, if you work in VR, all you need is a desk, and that's it. Maybe well. a keyboard and a mouse, but if you have a wireless keyboard and mouse and a desk, you can have endless monitors. What? So you just put your headset on? And it's just yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I've done it before a couple times for work. It's very, good. it's very nice. It's very handy. Oh, because um, there's no limit to the space. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and then you've also got things like um, for architecture and design, you can just set up 3D models of potential designs, and mm. just physically walk through them with people. Be like, that's where the bathroom would be. And that's where this would be. And like um, virtual conference rooms are also a very big thing. 
um, where yeah. you're all in virtual reality and you like are having a conference rather than Zoom. Yeah. Um, things like that, like the and digital like, whiteboards, like Kingsman vibes. We put on the glasses and everyone, yeah, like all the exactly. holograms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the the capabilities for business are very very large. Hmm. They just have to install them like everywhere then. But yeah, well, it just has to become a standard somehow. Yeah. Or it has to become more financially viable for it to become a regular option. Yeah. Because ideally, you would want it to. You want you'd, you'd have to make it so that it replaces a computer, or it replaces a phone. How much is the Quest? Like Do you 400 know? Four hundred bucks. Oh yeah, that's a lot cheaper than a computer. Yeah. Yeah, you just have to have all the same capabilities. Yeah. And as you said, I guess yeah, having that competitor to be like you know, this is the new thing. Yeah. Rather than it just being a thing. Yeah. I'm going to see what the quest, I don't know what the quest two is. I'm going to have a look now. Um, Cause that, yeah, I think that's the other thing. No one's really pushed it in the, yeah. the business world. And so no one knows that that's an option. Yeah. Yeah. The quest two, 128 gigabytes is $479. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still pretty pricey though. Yeah, it's still pretty pricey. I mean, it's the same as a console. Oh, yeah. PS5s oh, no, it's, are it's crazy expensive. It's less than a console, actually. Yeah. Um, there's just not enough there yet to justify the cost, though, for me. Mm. Like, as much as I would love, would love a Quest 2, just for the wireless-free capabilities of it, I just don't see the practical use of it just yet. Yeah. I already have one that works just fine even though it's not compa- not supported anymore and I have to like troubleshoot it every time I use it. <laughs> Which is why I don't use it anymore. Yeah. yeah. You used to use it a lot. Yeah. But then they stopped supporting it and more and more bugs kept coming up and now like every time I plug the headset in I just get like grey things and I have to workshop it for like two hours. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. Yeah. It's so stupid. About They're it. just trying to pull an apple but they did it too soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just like totally collapsed their own market. Yeah. Which yeah. is dumb. So dumb. <laughs> it's Facebook, man. Yeah, it is. That's, yeah, that, that is it. It is Facebook, Facebook, man. Facebook just don't seem very good at anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Anyway. Oh, well. What can you do, right? Yeah. It's just one of those things where you're like, all right, I guess that, that sucks, but it is what it is. Do you reckon Facebook will have just like a big falling out at some point? Just Facebook's kind of about die. to change their name. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it. I think as, on the whole it's it's too ingrained. Facebook, I mean, mm. like we use Messenger for everything. Yeah, that's true. Like I don't know, if, I don't know if this is a thing outside of Australia, but Australia everything goes through Facebook Messenger. Yeah, it's like how in Europe everything goes through WhatsApp. I have no idea what America uses through WhatsApp. Yeah, that's weird. I yeah. hate WhatsApp. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I have no idea what America what America uses. What do they know. What would they use? Think about what they use in movies. Normally just no normal just messages. Text. I don't know. It's probably like super cheap over there compared to here. Yeah. No, they must have something. It's probably Messenger as well, actually. Probably, that's surprised. probably where we got it from. Yeah. Well, when we went over there, it was Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. But that was years ago now. That was Snapchat yeah. was also still the big thing here then. And don't forget, we were like 16. We were. And so were they. High school, yeah. Yeah. So... That's not that surprising. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to wrap it up. Already? Yeah. 
Oh, damn. Yeah. We do. All right. Sick. Uh, you want to finish with anything else? Nah, I got nothing. Sick. All right. Well, thank you so much for watching this episode of The Fro Show or listening to it. We hope we got you to work safely. Yeah. Um, have a good day. Have a good day or have a good night or mm-hmm. wherever you are in your day. Uh, thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. 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 I am so sweaty. Yeah, it is ready. This is gross. <laughs> Later. Bam, bam.